Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie, what's up? Here on a Thursday, getting ready for the wild card weekend. And Greg, we'll have inside injuries on today. Obviously, talk about the latest injury news heading into the playoffs, but... What's going on with, like, the way everything works in sports media nowadays Yeah, is trying to decipher, like, athlete tweets and figuring out what, oh, this player unfollowed this team on social media and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and Antonio Brown is now following the San Francisco 49ers. Like, at what level do we draw the line, Greg? I think <laughs> you have to realize that athletes love to F with you. And not just you. They love to F with their audience, in all honesty. Because they know everybody's watching. They know what everybody's talking about. And I don't want to give them as much credit as you are. Like, oh, let's decipher this, right? Like, Antonio Brown knows exactly what he's doing. The second he follows the San Francisco 49ers, people are going to notice. When he's talking to George Kittle on on Twitter or Instagram, people are going to notice. He knows that. Manny Machado may have screwed that up when he followed the Yes Network. He's like, oh, no. And then he unfollowed the Yes Network, right? Like, people realize that. When the Mavericks, or the Clippers, rather, did their whole emoji thing a couple of years back, they knew people were watching. What did it mean? It meant nothing. It meant nothing. Well, ultimately, the emoji war did mean something. No, locking DeAndre Jordan in a house meant something. That's what meant something. But the emoji war didn't mean anything. And Juju Smith-Schuster, and you can read it, Frank, doesn't mean anything. Are you sure? Are you reading into it enough, Greg? I, I think so. Here we go. This is a tweet from Juju Smith-Schuster. I see a lot of people freaking out about on Twitter, quote tweeting it. Our own Alex Hassano quote tweeting and saying, the bigger man, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm like, all right, well, this is a, the, he, I'm he's the, this out because he's the best Steelers fan I know. I don't know what any of this means. If you want to call in and let us know what it means, 844-843-6879, let us know what you think. Because I'm pretty sure, like, the water is supposed to mean something here. Uh, the condition. All right, here we go. Fact of the day. Water is not wet. Water is liquid that wets things. Wet is the condition of a liquid sticking to a solid surface, such as water wetting our skin. We cannot say that water is wet because it takes a liquid and a solid to define the term wet. That emoji. Maybe Juju was doing online courses and just learned that. <laughs> online courses? Yeah. Yeah, Juju might be doing something else after the season ended. I don't know what's going on in this tweet. 
Let's see. So Juju went to USC, right? Walker he, is not. He only played three years at USC, so maybe he was doing online courses to graduate. He's a philosophy major, maybe? That's not philosophy, man. It's, it's science. It's science. Oh, all right. Environmental science major? Marine biologist? Is that what we're getting at here? Something like that, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, there's analogies here. Like, water is not wet. Water is a liquid that wets things. I don't know how you're going to try to relate that, Antonio Brown. I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe we should have Alex call in because I saw him quote tweet it, and I'm like, I don't know how this means anything. Like, people are talking about it Juju. Doesn't. Like, he's the bigger man. He's being mature. It's like, what? what's the analogy here? I don't get it. What are you talking about? There's <laughs> nothing to do with anything. And I also, a thousand people like the tweet. I also love, by the way, I also love the fact that every Steelers fan, and Alex Fasano is like the perfect example, jumping off the Antonio Brown bandwagon. He's not that good. He's not, you know, then you make anybody good. He's a crybaby. Baby. We hate him. I'm done with him. Did you see the guy on Twitter yesterday who, like, basically was trying to prove what he said about Antonio Brown? Like, this is the reason why he fell in the draft process is because he's a head case. He's tweeting it like 10 years into Antonio Brown's career. Basically trying to say like, this is why he slipped to the sixth round. Everybody knew he was a head case. Like, justif- like this justifies him falling to the sixth round. I, al- I also... And everybody was like bashing this guy on Twitter. Like, yeah. fantasy Twitter was just destroying this guy. I also read, I the, can find tweet. I also read the article of, from, about Antonio Brown who was talking about his upbringing, right? He, I mean, he had a very, very tough upbringing in Florida. Um, several siblings. He's got several kids. Obviously, we've, we've spoken about that, um, and blaming that on this. And I'm like, all right, I understand that. If it was like his first couple of years in the league, like he didn't mature yet. He wasn't an adult yet. <laughs> we're, we're we're past that, I think. He's 31 years old. He won Dancing with the Stars, right? This isn't just like some kid right out of college. You see what was happening yesterday? That's like pre-recorded though, right? Way pre-recorded. I was about to say. Like, like, that was, that happened, was probably, like, that was like done like last summer yeah, before I, I football season like started. Done a long time ago. Yeah. What was the show? It was, he was on like the Masked Singer, right? Yes. But it's very, just so perfect though. So it's a very, is it so perfect? Is there an analogy? You're so, to make no, here? I'm just saying it's so perfect that like he was on this show and it aired while like everything else is going on. There you go. The hippo, whatever it's called. Well, I don't know. I don't know what he was. He was he a, was he a, Martino? Was he a hippo? Is that what he was? I think he was, yeah, some kind of hippo, something. But the show was the yeah, mass. I want to say it's a hippo. I'm not really sure. So I because I, wa- I watched. Um, I was trying to finish this documentary that got kind of boring last night. But oh, here we go. Greg's into documentary. No, I told you it's the true, the true crime show. That I was SZN. And we what do you put feel about SZN being seasoned. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me. I know it's like something that might bother you. Agreed, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Um. So I was watching, uh, before we like watched an episode, um, I'll tell you something else I watched in a second, but yeah. I, put on the ma- I put on the Masked Singer because I got all the type. I was like, all right, let me see what this show's all about. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> dude, I can't describe to you what, the, what a train wreck this was. So they literally just have different celebrities dressed up. Put the Antonio Brown picture back up for a second. So they have people that are dressed like this, Frank, right? Okay. In masks like this. They have a recording of somebody singing, and they have judges, quote-unquote, trying to guess who's under the mask. But they're not really singing, because it's just a recording. So, I don't, I don't know what they get judged on. I don't know what's right or wrong. 
And somehow at the end of the episode, they just reveal who it is. And last night, the person that got revealed was Antonio Brown. That's the whole show. It was one of the dumber things I've ever seen in my life. What are we doing, Greg? I don't know. There were people yesterday that were saying that all of this attention was drawn just to uh, kind of basically bring publicity to the show, The Mass Singer. Probably not. <laughs> When's the Antonio Brown, James Harrison? Did that happen yet? Uh, I haven't seen it. Here we go. It's from, this tweet was from Greg Gabriel yesterday. 30 years NFL scouting. Nine years as scouting director of the Chicago Bears. He has 23,000 followers on Twitter. So pretty big following. This was a tweet yesterday that everyone's killing him about. Football fans for years have been critical of scouts because Antonio Brown slid to the sixth round. I think we've seen in the last few days why. There were issues while, while he was in college, so he fell. Teams know what they are doing. Teams know what they're doing, Greg. Theoretically. So you don't take a head case in Antonio Brown who's going to go down as a top five wide receiver of all time? It's very dumb. It's a very dumb take, <laughs> right? Like, it's a very, very dumb take. Like, Randy Moss dropped because he had all these issues. Dan Marino dropped because he had all these issues. Teams know what they're doing. It's very dumb. He will change. Greg, do you think that people in life are actually this dumb or is everything done to kind of like draw attention to themselves like did, he knew that he was gonna get backlash from this tweet i think so do you think like he wanted to get the no, backlash or you know is he what? actually I, this I, dumb i think it's certain it depends on the person Does he actually believe this it depends on the per, certain per, person right like certain yeah. people say things to get a reaction yeah certain Skip people bail Stephen a like they, right you know, they do this stuff all the time i like the new sweater express it looks nice got a lot of express cooling for christmas i like it, it looks good I have very similar. I told like. you I have a similar one. It was my gra- it's great. We're basically though. just trading wardrobes. At this, at this point, we are. Yeah. yeah. I don't, in your closet, you go in my closet. This might be express. Also. No. Um, wake up on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Footsie pajamas. Right. And then some people are so old school that they, they really believe these things. Like that guy, I bet you believes it. I really do. He, he is an older gentleman. See, I, I bet you he believes it. Thirty years NFL scouting, so he's been around the game for a like long the dude time. that like wrote the article saying he's not voting for the Hall of Fame because he w- didn't want to vote for Mariano Rivera, so he's just going to abstain. Like that whole article, like, that was the same thing. on that. Either. Exactly, it was very dumb, very dumb. But does he believe that, or he believes it, or is he just trying to draw attention to himself? There's no way of knowing, really, right? Because right. he was the talk of the town. He was on all like everyone's talking about him on every radio show. They're talking about him on like Sirius XM, like MLB right. Network. There's no way of knowing. It's like a fine line. Do people actually mean these like ridiculous takes that they that they say, or are they just doing it to draw attention? It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has any kind of idea what Juju Smith-Schuster is saying. Nothing. Or anything that's he's going not on, saying anything. Going on with the Antonio Brown, and for what it's worth, I don't know if you know how to say this woman's name. She's uh, an NFL Network reporter. I saw her. Has, like, a uh, audio, right? Name. Yeah, a DT. Mm. I can't even. I'll spell the last name if anyone wants to follow her on Twitter. K-I-N-K-H-A-B-W-A-L-A. If we're reading into tea leaves, Antonio Brown is likely gone. Mike Tomlin said, certainly, when asked if there's a point where talent becomes not worth it. Multiple teammates say they're done. He's not looking chastened. Chastened? What's that word, Greg? I don't know the tweet. C-H-A-S-T-E-N-E-D. In his videos, and as Mike Garofolo tells us, there's no cap issue. Know that there are... There are currently odds on which team Antonio Brown plays for. What are we doing? One of next year? What are we doing? It's the first day. It's, it's literally day three of their offseason. The new year. What are we doing? Come on, Greg. Happy New Year. Minus 500 odds for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sure it is. Want to know the second team? Niners. What their odds are? Is the Niners. Would you like to get their odds? 
plus 700. Plus 275. Right. Jets are plus 800, baby. Right. A third. A third, yeah. <laughs> Tied with the Colts. Right. That, that, that's awesome. Also, also, it's silly the Niners are second. Because why are they going to trade Antonio Brown where he wants to go? That's not, that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. But it actually kind of makes sense from like a football perspective. No, I understand. Put him in the I, NFC I, West. NFC West, you'll never see him. Again, I, I got whatever. it. Will the Niners give me up the second overall pick for him? Probably not. Probably not. I was listening to a podcast that would remain nameless this morning. They said they would trade a top three pick to get him. What do you think? No. You wouldn't do it? No. Jimmy G and Antonio Brown? Until he gets annoyed again, right? I mean, come on. Let's, 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 let's stop this. All right. Well, look, that's it. That's the Antonio Brown segment of the day. What else we got? All right. What else, what else do we got? So we have, we, got a, we have Virginia Zach is coming on the program in about six minutes. And I wanted to use this opportunity to tell you this other thing I watched last night. Oh, God. Yeah. Boring. Right, whatever, Greg. Oh, so tell me. I told you I was watching this true crime thing, right? The true crime doc. So Judy went to... School, she was a major in art, as you know, right? And she went to school with uh, these people who the, named the Kaplan twins. It was these two girls that created art. They're Sounds twins. like a tag team. Right, exactly. So they created art as twins. And what they would do is basically just paint themselves nude together. Oh, God. Okay. And paint that. And Judy didn't really like them very much. The teachers well, I'm saying, oh, God. Like, people out there listening might be like... I'd love to see that. Right. And the teachers didn't really like their work, but they're like, listen, these people know what they're doing. Like, they'll be famous because of what their art is, right? So they moved to LA. Moved to LA and continued painting themselves like in pretty sexual poses. And it's weird because like, they're, they're sisters and they're I have strong twins. feelings about the art industry. I would like to talk about it. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give her a call. Um, it's, very, it's, it's a completely subjective industry. I don't know. Sure. So anyways. People make millions of dollars based on like what they think looks nice. Sure. So you had these two twins doing this thing, and they became what's known as insta-famous, right? Like, like, uh, like F. Jerry and, and so on and so forth, right? So they're, they're, there's little eight-minute episodes. There's one on F. Jerry, which we watched, which is like, he's just like a normal dude that has a good eye for gifts. And that was like the whole thing. And memes. That's, and then that was it. It was the whole episode. And then them, it was about them. And I was like, this episode's stupid. You're telling me this, why she became insta-famous? You know why they became insta-famous? Because they painted themselves nude. And they post nude pictures. This is why they became famous. Yeah, this is why they have 200,000 Instagram like, followers. This is not Juju Smith-Schuster's tweet. No. You don't have to try and look into this one too hard, Greg. Sex sells. That's all you need to know. That's like the name of the game here. I was like, like oh, like it's so artsy. I was like, yeah. It's so different. It's, oh, the concept. Look at their, look at their Instagram. What, what is it called? It's the Kaplan Twins. Kaplan yeah. Twins. Just look them up on Instagram. Yeah, and you then, all, you and all can as well. If looks at my search history, you're going to get me in trouble. It's the Kaplan Twins. It's art, dude. <laughs> Kaplan twins or the Captain twins? Kaplan. Kaplan? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Captain. Not Captain, the Kaplan. Like Kaplan. Kaplan. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. This is Frank's live reaction to this. We've not Kaplan had this conversation twins, yet. Instagram. Uh-huh. How many followers do they have once you click it? Well, you know, my laptop's a little slow, Greg. Sorry. They have 153,000 right. followers on Twitter. So they went to school with Judy? Yes. Same age, same classes. So Judy was like cool with him. Yeah, yeah. But not really cool. She didn't like them, but she knew like, they, they hung out. Yeah, they have. Uh, You're on Twitter or Instagram? I'm on the Instagram. All right, make sure. All right, uh, I don't see any like naked stuff yet. Okay. They look familiar. Well, you look at every other girl in New York City, probably. Okay, yeah, not bad. They're from Short Hills, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jersey girls. They are. 
They're All right, well, I don't see any of the stuff that you're talking about. Good. Oh, that's great. Oh, here we go. Uh-huh. Well, here's them covered in like chocolate and okay and stuff. Um, so their their whole thing is about like, is, like fa- female empowerment or whatnot. So just painting like famous naked pictures. So there's one of like Nicki Minaj, I think, and then there's one of like Kim K. They're standing in front of them. I see okay, that. Yeah, you I see, see that these one now in the background. Yeah, uh-huh, I see that. So that's kind of that's that's their art in the background. Um, if you continue down. You'll see them they covering themselves up. There's a lot of... Look them up on Instagram. The underscore Kaplan underscore twins if you want to realize but it's like, you also to, what we're talking you about. You also have to remember like the, they're sisters. They're so sisters. It's, it's kind of weird, you know? Why is it weird? Some of the stuff that they, they do is, is weird, I think, personally. Like painting each other. Right, you don't understand because you're, you're, you don't have an art background. I, I, my fiance it does, though. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there we go. So if you scroll all the way down, here. I'll, so what's I'll, the what, what's the overall point? Though? There you go. So that's that's them. That's them. They painted what? themselves topless. Yes. But it's like they don't show their heads. They just show like chests. Right. So what's your overall point here? My overall point? Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. What's it? Right. We couldn't put the. We can't show you this because it's. <laughs> yeah, just go. go just do look it. Look them up on Instagram. Just look them up on Instagram. Able, Not turn my computer. It. You can't see it. Take a break. Virginia's not gonna stop. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Fantasy Sports Today. When I was flipping back through ESPN docs, I've watched basically the first half of Big Shot, which was the John Spano Islanders documentary. Ugh. That was done by Kevin Conley. Really? I know. You gotta bring this up to me, Mike. Like, it's a joke, but it's interesting. He bought the Islanders with no money. He went to Fleet Bank in Boston. And they lent him $80 million. He was worth, according to the FBI, a couple of hundred thousand. Great background check by the uh, NHL there, guys. Weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Back with you, fantasy best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf embedding tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright in the top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, and PGA Pro Tips, subscriber chats, and more. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose golf. And enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's dailyrotor.com. Click on Go Premium and click on GOLF and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. With that, let's bring in Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries to give us the latest of what we need to know on Wild Card Weekend. What's going on, Virginia? Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. I uh, hope you're doing well. Doing very well. Staying busy. Obviously. Lots to talk about. Oh, a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're just past the holiday season, which means Dr. Ray has to be on vacation. So Virginia uh, joins with us here today. And I want to start with games from this weekend, Virginia, before we move on to the second round of the playoffs. And, and let me start in Indianapolis, where the big question, I believe, isn't actually about some of their skill position players. But it's about Ryan Kelly, their center. And this entire offensive line is different when Ryan Kelly plays and when he doesn't. The protection for Andrew Luck is a heck of a lot better when he plays versus when he doesn't. The running room for Marlon Mack, a heck of a lot better when he plays and when he doesn't. Will Ryan Kelly be out there for the Colts this weekend? He's definitely trending in the right direction right now. He was limited Tuesday and then upgraded to a full participant on Wednesday, which tells me uh, his neck must have responded pretty well to practice on Tuesday. Um, the concern here is that he's a high injury risk, which really shouldn't be a surprise. Neck injuries can be really tough. Um, you're never, I don't think he's really going to be a hundred percent and fully recovered at any point until he has the off season to take some time off. Um, he also recently had a pretty serious MCL sprain. So he has a lot of injuries he's been dealing with. Um, but the good news is his health performance factor is right, uh, between that above average and peak category. So I actually do expect him to play, uh, pretty well as long as he can stay on the field. Virginia, I want to ask you about T.Y. Hilton. We'll stick with the same team, the Indianapolis Colts here. Obviously, uh, they really do go as Ryan Kelly goes when it comes to the run game. He's so pivotal in the run game. We know how great their offensive line has played all season long. But for the pass game, Andrew Luck's favorite target has been T.Y. Hilton. But he is dealing with this ankle injury. It just came out that he did not practice again Thursday. He hasn't practiced really the past couple of weeks. He's kind of like played through the injury. But you could see just last week in that final game against the Titans, He's not 100%. Is that still the case heading into wildcard weekend? Yeah, he's he's definitely nowhere near 100%. Really over the last month, he's missed a lot of practice time. Um, but the good news is Hilton is one of those guys that doesn't really need to practice to play well. Um, he's had three of his last six games. He's gone for over 125 yards, which is incredibly impressive when you're a wide receiver playing through an ankle injury. Um, of course, he's high risk at 24%. But again, he's 78% HPF, which is right on the border of peak. So I actually think he could have a pretty good game despite uh, missing practice. But this is one of those cases he could be kind of in and out of the game. Um, they may maybe not on a snap count, but may try to use him on um, you know more important plays to try to save him and make sure he can get through the game. But I think he should be able to play through it despite the missed practice. All right, so there you go. T.Y. Hilton has missed a lot of practice, really, over the last month. He's shown up on game day, Frank. I think he's going to be ready to rock on and, Sunday. And on, he typically... Saturday. Sunday? Saturday. He typically owns the Texans. Yes, he does. Like, this is what we always talk about. And you know, we're trying to tie this into DFS now because, obviously, that's a lot of what people are playing is DFS. Uh, this year, against the Texans, um, 
you know, back on December 9th, he, nine for 199. Earlier on in the season, he went four for 115, so two games over 100 yards against the Texans this year. I will say this, Greg. If you're too scared off to use T.Y. Hilton, and I said it yesterday, the way to attack the Texans is in the secondary. I think Dontrell Inman, the way he's playing right now, back-to-back games with a touchdown, is a great play this week. Inman battling a bit of an injury himself. He should be ready to rock, though, uh, on Sunday as well. We're talking to Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries, who's given us the latest injury news on all the players from this weekend. And let's get to that Baltimore Ravens-Los Angeles Chargers game where Melvin Gordon got hurt. In the second half of the Chargers' meaningless win, or meaningless game, I should say, uh, in Week 17. When asked if he's going to play, he said, yeah, like, obviously he's going to play. How seriously injured is Melvin Gordon? We're showing that he has a grade one ankle sprain, which is relatively minor, but still can be tough to play through just, you know, one week after getting hurt. So his injury risk is at 29%, which is very high. Um, You probably also remember he had that MCL sprain in week 12 and missed a month. Um, It just kind of always seems to be something with him. So if it's not his ankle, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up another injury. Um, His health performance factor is also below average right now, 44%, which is obviously not very good. Um, He hasn't done great the last two weeks, been pretty slow since returning from that MCL sprain. So unfortunately, not looking great for him. Um, But it does look like he'll play after getting in a full practice yesterday. Yeah, I think he's going to play also, Frankie, but I don't know how effective he's going to be. And if you're in a playoff fantasy, you heard it from Virginia, 29% injury risk. That is very, very high. And the Ravens rush team is obviously awesome. I don't know if you want to use Melvin Gordon this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Obviously, you're playing out uh, a playoff, like an entire playoff fantasy Mm -hmm. game, which I know a lot of people do play in as well, and you can only choose one player from the Chargers. I just don't know that I would get Melvin Gordon in there. Going up against the Ravens this week, they only allow 3.52 yards per carry to opposing running backs. So, yeah, really tough matchup. I think Austin Eckler is going to be back for this game as well. Um, So we'll see what happens there. I don't think I want to use him in DFS this week, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens there. I want to go back to the Colts and Texans game uh, real quick, Virginia. I want to ask you about Kiki QT. It feels like Kiki QT has been on the brink of playing for like a month now, but just hasn't. Uh, But there could be value here because the last time he faced the Colts, which was his first game of the season, actually, uh, he had 11 catches for 109 yards. So I do think there could be some value here. Uh, But again, we're just getting another report that he's a game time call. If Kiki QT plays, what do the algorithms say about how effective he can be this week? So he is barely sneaking into the peak HPF category. So if they do clear him to play, I actually do think he could do pretty well. Um, He's back at 82%. Now, of course, his injury risk is still pretty high. Uh, We've seen time and time again how tough hamstring strains are. And he's just the classic case of you think you're getting close, you're feeling pretty good, maybe you get back to 90%, but you just never quite there. Um, These injuries really uh, affect a player's explosiveness, um, and that's going to be huge for him um, if he if he does get out there this weekend. Um, so, of course, always concerned he's going to re-injure his hamstring. But I do think this is going to finally be the week that he returns. And I'll also add that he just hit his optimal recovery time for his latest hamstring strain. So I think he'll be able to play. But, again, we got to keep expectations in check for a little while with him. QT has been a guy that's been injured all year with this hamstring. Like, when he was out there early on, he was effective, immediately hurt the hamstring, rushed back, immediately re-injured the hamstring. And he hasn't it, played since week 12, Greg. Correct. I know these hamstrings linger, but from week 12 till now, not playing at all? Week 18, essentially, I yeah. I have to think that he's 
at least close. Like he's got to be close to. No, Arlington. no, I, I, he I should agree. be there. I agree. I agree with that. And the Texans didn't really have a reason to push him because they weren't really in a race for a playoff spot. Although we could have used them to get the home field over the Patriots. You don't play for the Texans. So. <laughs> yeah, but no, we. As like everyone who's running against the Patriots. I don't care about the Patriots. I do. That's great. I'm a Jets fan. Nevertheless, <laughs> they were almost waiting for this spot to get QT back. I think he is healthy, as Virginia said. The hamstring is always, you know, kind of eligible to be re-injured. But I think he is as healthy as he's going to be. I expect a big game at QT this week. A big game. And I think it's worth mentioning because... These low to mid-range wide receivers in DFS this week, you have to pay attention to because you want to pay up for Zeke, obviously, against the Seahawks. You want to pay up for DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver on the slate. You're going to have to find somewhere to save some money because you want to use Zach Ertz. You want to use Eric Ebron. How do you save money? You use guys like Dontrell Inman and Kiki QT. He's only 5,600 on FanDuel. So I think those are guys that are certainly available, but another couple of guys you may want to look to is in Chicago where that Eagles-Bears game is really interesting because the Bears wide receiving core is actually pretty beat up. Allen Robinson didn't play last week. Anthony Miller uh, got hurt last week. Taylor Gabriel at some point got hurt last week. What's going on with the wide receiving core in Chicago right now, Virginia? So right now, um, I'll start with Anthony Miller. He's dealing with a shoulder injury, um, appeared to dislocate his shoulder again, the same thing he did in week three. It's something you can definitely play through, um, very painful, but it all kind of depends on what damage was caused when you dislocate the shoulder. Um, if you didn't tear your labrum or suffer a rotator cuff tear, it's mostly about pain management and just dealing with the inflammation. Um, I'm hopeful that that's the case here. He got in a full practice yesterday, so he is Um, definitely on track to play. And we're showing that he's in the peak uh, health performance factor category. So I actually think he should be able to play pretty well this weekend. Um, Allen Robinson, he was uh, hurt in week 16 and then kind of a surprise didn't play in week 17 um, with bruised ribs, but it doesn't seem like he has any fractures. Um, This is sort of another pain management kind of thing. Um, It's, you know, every time he takes a big hit, falls hard, it's going to be painful, but something he can definitely pr- play through. Um, he is still an elevated injury risk and also recently battled a hip injury. So there's a lot more concern with Robinson than there is with Miller um, of getting re-injured. But um, I think both Robinson and Miller should be able to be out there this weekend and should play fairly well. Now, this is an interesting one, Greg. I'm happy you brought up the the chart of the Bears wide receivers because the Eagles have allowed the third most passing yards in the NFL per game this season. And I think that this is a place that you can attack them. Obviously, in the secondary, they've dealt with so many injuries in their secondary. If I had to choose one Bears wide receiver that I feel best about this week, just in terms of like salary yeah. meeting opportunity, it's probably Taylor Gabriel at $5,000. Jim Sonis over at FanDuel absolutely I loves think he's the Taylor one Gabriel this week. I agree with you. Allen Robinson, you know, dealing with the ribs. He didn't play last week. Anthony Miller, if you were watching that game, I mean, his, his shoulder was really bummed. Like uh, Virginia said, it, it seems like he dislocated his shoulder there. That looked like a really, really bad injury, so we'll see what happens. Uh, But also in that game on the other side, the quarterback, Nick Foles. Can he lead the Philadelphia Eagles back to the promised land? We're going to find out this week. He has a really, really tough matchup in Chicago against that Bears defense. He himself is also dealing with a rib injury. Doug Peterson confirmed that he expects Nick Foles to start and be ready for this game. How effective will he be? Yeah, so he was limited yesterday at practice. Um, I definitely expect him to miss quite a bit of practice reps this week, but he should be able to play um, like we'll have extra padding, um, which could have a slight effect on his range of motion. Um, But I think he should be able to go out there and play pretty well. Optimal recovery time for his injury is two weeks. So of course, he's not going to hit that before the game this weekend. But 
you know, his numbers are still looking okay. His HPF is at 57%. So that's telling me that his performance will definitely be affected by the ribs, but he shouldn't be a total bust uh, or anything this weekend. All right. So not a total bust. It's, it's probably more painful for him than anything else. I think he's, he'll be fight through the pain. He'll obviously be out there uh, against Chicago on Sunday afternoon. It should be fun. Fighting through the pain against that, uh, against that defensive Khalil, line. Khalil Mack may knock him out very early in yeah. this one. Just saying. Uh-huh. Dude, a little, little bit I'm dangerous. with you on that one. All right, I think that's everything, Frankie, from this weekend, right? I'm not missing anything? No, I think that's everything. All right, so that's everything from this weekend. Let me go on to next weekend. Teams that we already know will be playing in the divisional round uh, of the playoffs. We're talking to Virginia Zockets of inside injuries. Let's start with the big kahuna. I know we've asked about him the last several weeks, but... He's certainly deserving of an update, and that's Todd Gurley. By the time that Gurley gets back onto the field next week, it'll be about a month since he last played with that knee. I know we don't have that much information. I'm wondering if he like tore his MCL or something like that, they kept him out, or his meniscus, or something that has kept him out for really a month here in Virginia. I know there's certain times where he's warmed up, we thought he was going to play, and it ultimately didn't happen. Sean McVay has, say, has said they expect him to play next week. There was no like guarantee or anything. What's going on with Todd Gurley? Yes, yeah, so they originally said that his he was dealing with knee inflammation. Um, it, it, I never heard any reports that there were, you know, there was significant um, damage to any ligaments or the meniscus or anything. But you never really know since teams don't have to give you um, that official diagnosis. I'm hopeful that he is just dealing with inflammation and maybe some tendonitis in his knee, which is definitely very painful. But after four weeks, he should be good to go. Um, right now, we're showing that by the time they play next week, as long as nothing significant changes, he's going to be back up at an 84% HPF, which is very good. Um, so not as long as he doesn't have any setbacks, I think he's going to be good to go. Um, but he is, of course, someone to watch, and it could benefit him um, – if they if they don't give him you know twenty plus carries in that game and they try to spread the ball around a little bit just so they don't overwork him and can make sure he makes it through the end of the game. Oh, some interesting news there. I know you're debating whether or not you want to use Todd Gurley yeah. in your uh, your fantasy football playoff. So I, along with a lot of other people, again, you know, the fantasy football playoff thing is really interesting because you have to figure out like how deep is this team going to go, how effective are they going to be in, in what game. So. It's very interesting, but, you know, Todd Gurley, obviously one of the best running backs all season long, and that's where I want to continue to go. Some of the best running backs all season long. Damian Williams of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs, he drew the start in Week 17. That was because Spencer Ware, surprisingly, was inactive. Do you think that was something where they just wanted to keep, they, they, they want to keep him fresh for the playoffs, or is it Damian Williams has been so good they don't really want to use Spencer Ware? Like, it kind of seems weird that he was inactive in Week 17, given the fact that he practiced in full all week. So what's the latest on uh, Spencer Ware? Yeah, I think if it was a must-win game, uh, Ware definitely would have been out there. But with these hamstring injuries, it's best take as much time off as you possibly can. And, you know, with this bye week now, he now has two extra weeks. He didn't risk aggravating it last week. Um, and where again, we're showing he should be good to go next week. He's at He's going to be at an 83% HPF, again, as long as there's no setbacks. Um, now, his injury risk is still elevated at 20%, so that's a slight concern. Again, these hamstring strains are so tricky. He also was uh, recently dealing with a shoulder injury, um, and of course, he missed all of last season with a torn PCL. So he has quite a few injuries that still need to be watched, but as long as he, he should be out there next week, and I think he's uh, he should play pretty well. So that's positive information when it comes to Spencer Ware. Of course... But it makes everything harder exactly. again, because 
trying to project forward for the these fantasy playoff exactly. structures. Do you really want to get in on Damian Williams or Spencer Ware? It kind of just muddies the water a little bit too much. If you can only take one Chiefs player uh, for these these formats, I think you're probably leaning with either Mahomes, Kelsey, or Tyreek Hill. Totally agree with that. Last question, and it does revolve around a Chiefs player. Forgotten man, Sammy Watkins. We mentioned him briefly on yesterday's program where we would take him in drafts next year. Sammy Watkins healthy-ish? Yeah, as long as he didn't have a fracture last week, which it doesn't sound like he did, I think he's going to be good to go. Um, Now, foot injuries are very tricky. He is going to hit his optimal recovery time this week, so that's the good news. But he's still going to be right on the border of that elevated high injury risk, uh, currently sitting at 23%. Just foot injuries are very, very easily aggravated. Um, We already saw him got hurt in week nine, um, returned week 11, and then quickly got hurt again. So he's proof already that foot injuries definitely linger. You don't ever get over them as quickly as um, you think you might. But I think now that he's going to have, I guess, six or seven weeks off, I think he'll be ready to go. All right, so positive information for once when it comes to Sammy Watkins. Good stuff. You will not be using him in your fantasy play. No, you will not. Virginia (laughs) Zagas of Inside Injuries, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck this weekend, and we appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, that's the latest injury information. Pretty positive day. Yeah, not, not so bad. Uh, kind of cleared up some situations when it comes to the Colts. Obviously, need to know about Ryan Kelly. That affects Marlon Mack a lot for this weekend. Uh, T.Y. Hilton as well. And then some of those cheaper options with like Kiki QT and the Bears wide receivers. Kind of everything's coming together for, for the DFS slate this weekend. With that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's bird box, shall we? Do you even know what that means, Greg? My dad was trying to tell me last Let's night. Let's bird box, shall we? That's what my dad was trying to tell me. <laughs> Are we bird boxing? Yes. We're bird boxing! Comes your way next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. 
Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Frank Stanfield here with Greg Sussman. Getting you ready for the Bird Box segment. Fantasy. EFS. Greg, how do I look? Stupid. Stupid? Yeah, it's great. Is that how they, is that how they looked in the movie? I don't know. I didn't see it. How have you not seen it? I, I know. You went home yesterday and knew that we were going to do this today, and I you did. didn't watch the movie. I had to watch, watch some stupid true crime crap. Yes. Instead. Right. You talk to Judy about some freaking art Catholic sisters, yeah. but you didn't watch Bird Box. Well, I, I'm going to watch it this weekend. 47 million Netflix accounts except yours. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I can't say that. My account may have watched it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you share your Netflix account with? Uh, two. Two? Yeah. Who's the other person? My mom and sister. Well, that's three. Well, I share it with two other people. Oh. Okay. I thought just two people had it, like you and your mom. No, two, you asked me who I share it with. I share it with two other people. Okay. Yeah, what about you? Uh, we use Kingas, and I don't know how many other people have it. Do you have your own name on that? Do I have is my it, own? Is it like... No. No, I don't. Right. It's, I mean, come on. Greg. Just wondering. I'm not that territorial. And you're getting married, so it's like... So what does that mean? You could, you could have your own name. You have the same Netflix account. Come on. So? It's not like I need to hide watching, uh, I don't know, true crime documentaries from her. It's nothing to, no, it's nothing to hide, dude. I was just wondering if you guys, you, like, if you, if you use your own, if you use your own name or you used, like, Kinga's mom's name, for instance. I don't know. I did not. Okay. By the way, head on over to dailyroto.com and click on code premium. And that's golf19. It's promo code from before. At the game, just a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere at any time with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With MyBookie.com, you can use use, uh, their mobile platform to enjoy the safety and convenience at your own home when you bet on the go. Try it out today. You'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag, open the account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie.com will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000 when you use the promo code FNTSY over at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. The promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Greg, do you want to know the plot of Bird Box, or do you just want to be surprised when you watch it? No, give me the or plot. Do you kind of I mean, know already. We, I, I don't. We're doing a bit, so if you could just tell me the plot, that'd be great. All right, so in Bird Box, um, if you're not blindfolded, you see something so terrible that it makes you want to kill yourself. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. If you get unblindfolded, you see something so terrible, yeah. you want to kill yourself. There's like some kind of presence. It's so like why, taking over. All right. What is the, why do you blind yourself, blindfold yourself? Why do you play this game now? What do you mean? Why do you bird box, I guess? <laughs> is, that, is that right? Well, no. You're, you're, <laughs> bird box is not a verb. Oh. <laughs> it's the name of the movie. And you'll figure out why when you watch the movie. Okay. But you blindfold yourself so that you don't die, Greg. That's like the whole plot of the movie. But I'm, conf- I'm confused. If you don't blind, like, if you look outside, uh, you see a presence that is so horrible. dark and right. horrible you kill that it makes you want to kill yourself. Okay, but kind of like drafting Sammy Watkins. Okay, that's, that's harsh. Um, <laughs> but so you blindfold yourself. You have to just yeah, so your, that you can live. Do you have to live your whole life blindfolded? You can never take this blindfold off. The, well, that's where you, you, that's that's where you got to watch the movie. How do you have like children and stuff? That's you got to watch the movie. So like it, the movie opens up with like Sandra Bullock blindfolded. Is that what you're saying? Well, yes. It's an interesting, it kind of, uh, time-wise, okay. kind of like starts off. In the, like the middle. Kind of like closer to the end. Okay. And then like it jumps back to flashback like and before. then goes back to where they are. And then like at the end, it all kind of like meets in the middle. Naturally. Yes. Of course. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. I, I, 
It's not scary, right? Not too scary? No, it's not It's not scary. It's not a scary movie. So, but the thing is, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a thriller-ish. That's fine, that's fine. I want to make sure it's not like a horror movie. Why? Are you scared of horror movies or something? I don't like horror movies. I don't want to be scared. No, you'll be all right. Come on, Greg. Okay. I guess now that you took your blindfold off, I'm going first? Yes. I told you that in the break. Sure. All right. So how's this going to work, Greg? So what's going to happen? Explain it to the good people. So how is it going to work? We've been told that, I thought it was like you, three, you do something three times and you die. I thought that was what you said previously, Frank. What? I thought it was like you get three, um, you take three blindfolds off, you die. That's what you said with the movie. <laughs> Did you say that? No, in the movie, if you take the blindfold off, you just die. So one, one time. It's not like three yes. times. No. All right. Uh, well, for us, if you get a question wrong, you, you, you die. But... Make it three times, make it more fun. So what's going to happen is Frank's going to read me a stat line. There's going to be multiple choices. If I get it wrong, um, I, have three, I will have three chances. Once I get three wrong, my blindfold comes off, and I effectively die. Or, you die. Or, or I lose. You lose. I lose, yes. You lose forever, Greg. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so you ready? All right. All right, here Let's we go. go. All right. Here we We're going to start at. Yeah. This is great. I'm a, the just, running back position. Just so you know, my eyes are closed as well. Not that I can see anything. Mm-hmm. Or, and I obviously have not, my computer's down, so I'm not, yeah. whatever. Stop cheating. Yeah. All right. We're going to start at the running back position, Greg. It's cool. I close my eyes. This player had mm-hmm. 1,168 rushing yards. That's a lot. Nine. No, I lied. Eight rushing touchdowns. Right. 43 receptions, mm-hmm. 296 yards, an additional receiving touchdown. Nine total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Is this player mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon? Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. David Johnson, or Philip Lindsay? I believe that this player is Joe Mixon. You have just died. Once. I have three chances. Once. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You got it right. Hit what? You got it right, Greg. What? First try. Why did you just say I got it right then, man? I heard that. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to, you know, build up the suspense a little bit. But you wouldn't say I died. You should be like, you just stayed alive. <laughs> Why is that impressive? It's so impressive, Greg. No? <laughs> no, it was pretty good. You got it right on your first try. Yeah. Good job, buddy. I nailed it. You want to talk about Joe Mixon now? Do you know why, you know why I nailed that? Because I, <laughs> I was actually looking up questions for you yesterday. Oh, great. And I was looking at Joe Mixon. Okay. Because it was, it was, what was surprising to me, and what I don't think most fantasy owners realize as I look at my camera, um, what I don't think most people realize is that Joe Mixon had more receptions and receiving yards than Giovanni Bernard did. True story. Do you know that? Uh, I... Could have guessed it because Gio missed a lot of time this year. Joe Mixon missed time also early in the year. Yeah, a lot of people thought that Gio Bernard was still going to have his presence, you know, his role as like a pass catcher, like something like what Jalen Richard did with the Oakland Raiders. Right. But that was not the case. They pretty much handed the keys to Joe Mixon, Mm -hmm. given like the Bengals' offense was all over the place. They got off to a great start first two months of the season. Everyone healthy, Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. Bengals' offense got off to a great start, Greg. And And then... Everything happened. It'll be interesting to see how the new coach utilizes the backfield. Like, hope, assuming it's not Hugh Jackson or Vance and who Jackson. the quarterback is. And like, is Andy Dalton gone from this team? No, I don't think so. I think is AJ Green gone from this team? Did they try uh, to trade him away? I don't think so. Probably not. Most Jet fans, I think. But I, I but I think what's an interesting talking point is is Joe Mixon a first round pick next year? No, you don't think so. You do. I think the scarcity at the running back position will get him. Is gonna, yeah, would you rather have Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon? I I think they're very comparable. Make sure I think they're very right. comparable. Okay, and uh, I would uh, I would take the uh, the offense that is ascending more so with the Cleveland Browns. Makes sense. That makes sense. Right. With Baker, depending on who their coach is as well. Just for the record. Okay. 
All right, what do we got next? Let's see if I can stay alive. Oh, you go again? Well, I, I, We're I, just going to keep going. Until I die. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure that I understood what was happening. Uh-huh. All right, here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to move over to the quarterback position. All right. Over to the quarterback position, Greg Sussman. Mm-hmm. This player had 3,725 passing yards, 27 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Is this player Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, or Eli Manning. Eli did have the best statistical season in like the last six years. 27 and 14, you said? Mm-hmm. Just over 3,700 passing yards. Kirk Cousins, Eli Manning, Baker Mayfield, and who was the other one? Tom Brady. I'm going to go with TFB. TFB. Yeah. The GOAT. The GOAT. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm dead. You're not dead yet, right? You gotta no. get three wrong. Yeah, three wrong, right? It is not TFB. All right. I have to guess again. Oh, do you guess again? No, I don't think so. Oh, all right. Baker Mayfield, Greg. It was so I thought Baker had more touchdowns than that. I thought he was Baker Mayfield. To yeah, I knew twenty-seven he had- touchdowns though. He only given look. He came in halfway through the third game of the season. He played fourteen games this year. Still threw for 27 touchdowns. So the thing with Brady, so he broke the rookie that passing the rookie, touchdown that record. That is the rookie record, but yep. I thought he had gotten 30, which is why I did not guess him. He did not get to 30, but he did get to 27. Is Baker Mayfield the QB1 next year? So I, I tweeted out last night what my top 12 quarterbacks would look like. Was he in there? He was not in there. Mm. Because, Greg, once again, the position is so deep. So I, I, you know, I'll read you out the top 12 that I have, and if you have any qualms with it. I'll delete it. Just, you can delete it. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, all dependent on OC, obviously. Clearly. Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff, Drew Brees, Mitchell Trubisky. That's my top 12. I'd have Baker over Mitchell Trubisky. But here's the thing. Mitchell Trubisky in the first half of the season when he was completely healthy and running all over the place was super useful for fantasy purposes. On a per-game basis, he was still really, really good. Like he didn't finish high accumulative wise, but in points per game, he was QB eleven. Great. I'm definitely taking Baker Mayfield over Mitchell Trubisky. I so are you. I don't know. No, so are I don't you. think it's as definitive as you're saying. All right. I think Matt Nagy makes a real, real difference for this offense, Greg. And so will the next offensive coordinator slash head coach. In can Cleveland. you say that? Can you say that for sure? What if Mike McCarthy is the head coach of the Browns next year? I mean, Aaron Rodgers always finishes the QB one. <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a, a top five quarterback of all time. Not to say Baker Mayfield can't get you there, but saying as that. of right now, he's not. You keep not. saying that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that to be true? He's top five quarterback of all time? Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, you know, I didn't grow up watching all like the guys from like the 80s and the 90s and like Dan Marino and keep Troy that. Aikman and, and all these guys. LA and, like, Steve and Young. Unitas. But like I did get to see Brady Montana. and I did get to see Peyton. And yeah. like, I don't think. If that, Rodgers is in the top five, he's damn close. I don't think he's in the top five. You don't think he's top five? One Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to throw the Super Bowl thing out there, but who's to say it's not partially, you know, his coaching's fault, his defense. Oh, fault. it certainly is. It yeah, certainly I mean, is. that's why Mike McCarthy was just fired, right? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know. But, I, you know, I also did add something. Like, this is part of the reason why you should play Superflex next year, Greg, is because the quarterback position is so deep. Deep. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, there's still another, another, like, seven names I didn't even mention that I wouldn't even mind having as my week one starter. And that includes, like, I didn't even mention Tom Brady, Greg. He's not in the top 12. Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, 
Jimmy G, Lamar Jackson. Those are just, that's like six, seven other names. The QB position, once again, goes like 18, 20 names deep. With that, we're going to sign off of YouTube today. Uh, we appreciate you watching. Uh, we, we bird boxed, which was, which was fun for me. Again, not a verb. We will continue to bird box the next five minutes or so. The Frenzy's up next uh, with Jim Day, Corey Parson, and I don't know about Chris Venture. We'll see. He is, he is here today, though. So that's, that's <laughs> the good news. If you're listening to the podcast, we'll go another about five minutes or so. Please subscribe, like, rate us five stars, and leave a comment. And if you're live on the radio, we go another five minutes or so. Frank, give me another one. That looks so, <laughs> this looks so ridiculous, though, just watching you talking to the camera. All right. It's so great. I enjoy it. Yeah. All right, Greg, here's what we're going to do. We're moving over to the wide receiver position. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Stat line. 64 receptions. 821 yards. 10 touchdowns. A lot. Double digits. 10 touchdowns. It's double digits. Is this... Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, or Mike Williams? I will say it is Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Are you locking it in? Are you locketing it in? I don't know what I just said, but I tried to make Lockett into a verb as well. I will lock it in. I don't need to say in. I will lock it. I will lock <laughs> it. Oh, really? You're wrong. Really? That sucks. He did have double-digit touchdowns this year. He did have double-digit touchdowns. Three of these players had double-digit touchdowns. Would you like to guess which three, Greg? Well, Tyler Lockett's one of them. Tyler Lockett is one of them. And the other, who have the other choices here? Uh, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, and Mike Williams. Mike Williams is double-digit touchdowns? Are you asking me or are you telling me? I don't think he did. He did. Really? He had double-digit touchdowns. He's not right, is he? He's not right. He's he not right. He's, he have any he's very close to this, though. He's not, he's not right. It's Calvin Ridley, Greg. It is Calvin Ridley. He had double digit touchdowns. 64 wow. receptions, 821 yards, and good, 10 touchdowns. That's a good year. On 92 targets. Oh, my God. Greg, the only name that was on that list that did not have double digit Amari targets Cooper. was Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper. And remember, when we were talking about Amari Cooper about a month ago, right. when everything was going right and everyone's riding high, you were loving him. Said Amari Cooper was a second round pick, Greg. You said that. I did not say that. We collectively you, said you, that. You said that. Well, we're best friends forever, so when I say something, you also <laughs> I say I said there's no chance of ever no, taking like, when I, you know, we say things collectively. We're both held ac accountable together. Uh -huh. I don't think he's a second-round pick anymore. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, great. I mean, everything can, everything can change in a month. I'm going to ask like, you the same question. Like, your complete fantasy draft question. stock, and we said that at the time. We said, all right, yeah, we have to see what happens, but based on how he's played, he had a safe floor up to that point, and he had a massive upside. Everything since then has completely crapped on what I said. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you at the time. Who would you rather rank these three? Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Amari Cooper. Same question I asked you. Mm -hmm. It's close, Craig. Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods, you said? That, those are the three players, yeah. Uh, I'll still take Amari Cooper first. You will. Okay. All right. He's the number one on his team. He's the number one on a team that doesn't throw. So that's great. All right. Mm -hmm. But he's also going to get an off season to work with them as well. They Whether don't or not they bring back Scott Linehan or if they hire someone else to be their OC, they're going to find ways to get Amari Cooper involved. They don't pass the ball. Come on. I'm just telling you the truth, man. Where does Calvin really go in drafts next year? Where did Mike Williams go in drafts this year? Like the sixth round? <laughs> well, if you were Corey, Corey Parton, you went in the sixth round. 
Real, realistically, he was like around eight to ten. Mike Williams, Mike eight, Williams. To 10, Mike Williams eight to ten. Yeah. Calvin is gonna go higher than that next year. I think Calvin Ridley's gonna go in like the sixth round. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think he's gonna go in the, go sixth, in the round. sixth round as like a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he go upside. He's gonna go where like Robert Woods went this year. Is that fair? Where Robert Woods went this year. Robert Woods went in like the fifth round of some drafts, but yeah, like six, seven. I can see him going like the six, six seventh seven round next year. Okay. Yeah. I sense. can see Mike Williams actually in that same exact range. I can see. Who would you rather have? Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams? Mike Williams, Ridley, and Lockett all kind of going in the same range. Who would you rather have? Rank them for next year. Rank them for next year. This is interesting. I'll, I'll, put, I'll still put Calvin Ridley first. I, I think he. They're all very talented. I would say it's close between him and Mike Williams in terms of talent, but I think the opportunity might be best for Calvin Ridley playing inside the dome. He's clearly the number two wide receiver on his team. How much, will, how, how much will Hunter Henry hurt Mike Williams? Uh, I, he's going to hurt him. He's going to hurt him a bit because Antonio Gates was not really a huge factor in the offense this year. You know Hunter Henry's going to have more work than that. So sure. Can he get back to 10 touchdowns? It'll be interesting. I don't think Tyrell Williams is back with the team, so... Like, you take away one guy, you add another. Maybe he's, like, close to the same he was this year. Fair enough. Frankie, we bird boxed. I survived. <laughs> Does Frankie survive tomorrow? Well, you have to come back to find out that. Fantasy Football Frenzy is up next. For Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. Thanks so much for watching and listening to Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.